Hey, welcome to One Dive at a Time. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. I'm the founder and director of Neptune Warrior. This podcast is about healing heroes one dive at a time. That's actually our mission with Neptune Warrior, is healing heroes one dive at a time. You know, we talk about diving, we talk about mental health, we talk about veteran stuff, we talk about relationships, we talk about healing heroes. That's what this is all about. Got a couple things on the radar. By the way, I, <laughs> I, I, made, I made two technical errors this week. One is that I lost a podcast. I had made this podcast. All right, so let me back up just a little bit. If you go back to some of the very first episodes, one of the things that I discuss is I wanted to keep this thing relatively easy. Okay, I've done the whole production podcast thing you know, built out a sound booth, would edit all the ums and ahs and all that stuff out, right? And I wanted to do something that was a little more simple, something I could just plug in and go. And part of that was uh, was really some encouragement from a friend of mine that said, you know, you, you can kind of pontificate on a lot of stuff. Why don't you just start recording all this? Because this whole book thing that you're trying to do just isn't working out. And maybe then when I hear you on your podcast, I can help you out with the book a little bit more. So there was there was that part. And then another friend had really been encouraging me to get back into the podcasting aspect of it because of all of our fireside chats that we we're having and helped me rig up a system originally that was for my Jeep so that I could just go down the road and talk. Like, uh, you know, that's like one of the most dangerous things I could possibly doing be doing. Plus people look at you really weird when you're recording a podcast. But I actually did that. I was out driving around and had something that was really on my mind, recorded it, got it, uh, shifted over to upload it, and all of a sudden, it was gone. And I was like, what the heck? So anyway, I made that error, and then uh, the podcast was supposed to come out on, I think, what, the, the 7th, the 6th or the 7th? I had erroneously uploaded it and before I before I could do anything about it well on Tuesday it was out there so this is uh, this would have been the podcast for like the week of the 13th or 14th or that that week ending in the 13th or 14th and instead it's going to go ahead and launch out on the 6th but hey that's okay because I got more things that I can uh, be talking about I guess hey we do have the memorial dive the memorial day dive coming up pretty soon here and that is something that we started last year. Cordy, one of our newer members, I mean, like he he walks he walks onto the scene and is like right away involved, and has been an incredible asset. Uh, it really has been an incredible asset for this, and I've really appreciated his friendship. I've really appreciated his camaraderie, his humor, and just all the good things that he brings to us. Well. We had his going away party the other night. I'm actually going to try to get him on the podcast and uh, and and just go through some stuff with him. He had one of the most heart heartfelt, really one of the most heartfelt uh, 
speeches that, that I've heard from from any of the members give. I mean, we've we've had some folks get up and talk about Neptune, but the things he said, I just I really really appreciated. So I'm going to go ahead and I think I've got him queued, or I think I've got Jason queued up. So Jason's basically I a couple of people called into the to the show. By the way, you can be a part of this as well. You can leave a, a voicemail for us at 208-254-0436. But I've got Jason on here. If I've got this thing queued up right, I'm going to go ahead and play that. And then we'll go ahead and jump into what I want to talk about on this show, which is really, it's a combination of dealing with burnout, but probably more important, I've there's a vibe going through members of our dive community right now this conversation about determining, you know, self-worth, self-value, burnout, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that, but here is Jason. Hey, Courtney, this is big Jason. Hey buddy. I uh, didn't get a whole lot of time in the water with you, but the surface time was, uh, was, was more than memorable. You're definitely a force of nature and I hope your next adventure is worthy of you. So take care and Godspeed brother. So Jason, I really appreciate you dropping that in force. And my, by the way, Cordy is a force of nature. We not only do we have the Memorial Day dive, but we have talked about doing a dive that's dedicated to him wearing the UTD shorts, or U, I'm sorry, U, UDT shorts. And uh, if you don't know what those are, you need to go take a look at them and just imagine this uh, the short but buff little Marine showing up wearing wearing short shorts and combat boots, which for those of us who've been through dive school, we understand what that's like. For everybody else, not so much. All right, so as we get in and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about self-worth and and what that really means is, and I struggle with this. I mean, I, I have struggled with my own self-worth and I think that was one of the things that probably prompted me in going in the military was I wanted to feel valued. And what can happen, and, and by the way, determining your self-worth, finding your self-worth, and in feeling that, that feeling of self-worth can also lead into burnout. It can also lead into something else. And I have said this on previous episodes. If you give someone the power to validate you, you also give someone the power to invalidate you. I want you to think about that for a second. If you give someone the power to validate you, you also give them the power to invalidate you. You see, we constantly measure our worth. And we don't often really have an awareness of just, of just how valuable we are and, and quite honestly, we don't know what that measurement is. We don't know what the metric is. In a world filled with dashboards and metrics, we don't know where we sit in, in measuring what our self-worth is. And then pretty soon, we notice how our own sense of our self-worth affects us. But we don't we don't think about how, how we come up with that metric or, or how, you know, even if, even if there was a metric, how do we even do those, do those calculations? So there's a big part of understanding who you are and giving yourself permission, giving yourself a, uh, you know, a little bit of slack, you know, that, that, that comes, that comes along with that. I mean, we're all under stress. 
And there's good stress, which is called eustress, and bad stress, which is called distress. And distress is just like, it, it's like dive weights. It's having extra dive weights. You know, you have to have a certain amount of dive weight to be, to, to get under the water, right? And you've got to have a certain amount of, of stress to offset the things that make us point, whether that be our body or the type of wetsuit that we're in or, or in a dry suit. If we're in salt water versus fresh water, whatever it happens to be, you have to have a little bit of dive weight to get you into the right place. And that's what eustress is. Eustress is that stress that gets you motivated. You've got a test coming up. You've got a work project due. You've got a, a letter that shows up from the HOA that says that you need to mow your grass or whatever. And sometimes I guess that can be distressful as well. But whatever it is, sometimes you have to have that stress. You know, we would all like to get rid of friction. But sometimes you have to have a little bit of friction so you can get traction. And so it's, it's at what point is stress really, really bad? At what point does it start taking its load? And it's when we start reaching towards that burnout. I mean, I'm in a situation like many of you. You have to be there for others, right? You've got responsibilities as a dad. You've got responsibilities as a significant other or a spouse. You've got responsibility as an employee. Maybe you're leading something in your community. Maybe you're leading something at your church. Maybe you've got some type of neighborhood drive. And all those things begin to add up. And we go into this day and, you know, we, we have this, I guess, kind of a metric that doing for other people equals reward. And if you were, you know, if you take this thing back into childhood, if you were a kid that got rewarded for good grades or you helped out around the house or you did something pretty significant in, uh, you know, in a baseball game or a football game or Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, whatever it happens to be. And it was like, it was like that was the coolest thing and you got to go out to dinner or you know, whatever it was, however that praise was, was put on you. Obviously, that's a good thing. But what can happen is it starts to build up in your brain and your body that, hey, if I do things for other people, and that's really what I'm talking about. Yeah, with with the reason why I mentioned uh, baseball and, and, and other sports is because those are team activities, right? Uh, doing well in school or maybe helping someone else out. Uh, you know, if you, if you find that you have been rewarded a lot for doing for others, then what happens is the message is, as long as you're doing for other people, you have value. And our body rewires itself, our brain rewires itself, so that becomes more of the norm. And then what happens is we go into adulthood. All right, now, now, now college, college, yes, it's adulthood. But what's crazy is that you go through childhood, you go through high school, you go through college, and then suddenly, once you're out of college, where you've had all these opportunities to be with others and, and friendships have been somewhat made for you, whether it be on sports teams or, again, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, church groups, uh, sororities, fraternities, even in the military. In the military, you have like these forced friendships, which, are, which do become true bonds, right? But then suddenly, you're out of that environment and you look around and it's like, hey, it's just me. I don't know how to go make friends. 
and and again, this is where a lot of self the self worth starts coming in. And for for those of us in the military, your entire career was doing for others. Just signing your name on the line, you're doing for others. And you find yourself getting, again, getting rewarded, getting wired that, hey, if I jump in, if I volunteer, if I'm the one who's helping out, if I'm the one who is, you know, volunteering to go, to go take things on, again, that's rewiring that brain that doing for others has a reward. It also sends a message that if I'm going to be loved, I have to have achievement. And then what begins to happen is that that burnout starts starts to take place. And as we take this and we transition into it, you know, when you have a family, you wake up and you're and, and it's like you owe other people. You know, you you get up, you have to get the kids ready. You get up, you have to go to work. You get up and you have community efforts that you're doing or through a church or you know through some type, some other type of organization you're doing for others it's etc 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 we're always doing for others and we don't give ourselves an opportunity to really stop and take care of ourselves we find ourselves in situation after situation and pretty soon you just feel like I'm done and, and there's these things that have been built into life around what is your self-worth. Now, I like to-do list. I'll tell you straight up. I, I like, I, my brain fires off positive chemicals when I have a to-do list and I'm able to check it off. As a matter of fact, I will go in and I'll make up a checklist of things that I've already done just so I can check them off. All right. I get that dopamine because boom, check. Ah, oh, I'm done. You know, I got that I got that one thing done. I may have five or six items on there, three of them I've already completed, and I like to just check them off. But what happens is we start comparing. We start comparing checklists. If you have a significant other or a spouse or roommates or whatever it is, you have your to-do list and pretty soon you're you're comparing your to-do list. Hey, I you know, today I went to work and I did this and I did this and I did this and then you know, maybe someone else is like, well, I did the laundry and I did the dishes. And pretty soon it gets competitive on that to-do list. And you are judging the other person by how much that they have done, just like they are judging you. And if you're not getting that validation of, wow, you really did a lot, it feels a little empty. That part of you is not getting stroked. So... To-do list can be one of those areas that we try to measure ourselves. We try to we try to create that metric. Another one is your job. And you have to learn that no matter what your job is, how much you love it, or how much you hate it, your job does not define you as a person. My friend Adrian used to, when people asked him what he did for a living, he'd say, I'm a husband and I'm a father. And I think he had some other things that went along with that. Uh, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, whatever it was, right? Uh, and that he felt that that was what his, is what he did in life. His job didn't define who he was. And I think Adrian was a lot happier because of it. So you can't let your job determine what your self-worth is. 
the other one. And right now I've got some folks, I've, I've got, I've got a couple of folks that this is a big one that I'm, I'm working with on coaching, right? Again, I don't do counseling. I do coaching, but it is their social media following. I've got X number of likes on an Instagram photo that I posted of myself. I've got so many friends on Facebook. I've got this many followers. All right. That social media following becomes a value of self-worth. I purposely, I honestly could not tell you how many people follow this podcast. It could be seven. It could be 700. I don't know because I never want that to be a de- number one. I don't want it to be a determining factor of how I run the show. But number two, I don't want that ever to be my thing of defining who I am. And I did that with a couple of other podcasts. Now, there's a couple of podcasts I had to do that with because that's how we tracked uh, you know, sponsors and things like that. I don't have to worry about that with this show because we're not going to do sponsors on this show. But you can't let your social media following determine your self-worth. Your parents, okay, you should, you, should, you should feel good about how you look, but that is for you. Don't let other people determine, well, you're too skinny, you don't have enough muscles, you don't, you know, you're, you're too fat, you're too tall, whatever it happens to be. You, you, know, you don't dress the right way. Your parents and how others perceive your parents, I want to make sure that we're clear on that, is that it's what others perceive your parents as determining your self-worth. And the same thing goes for if you look in the mirror and you find faults, you got to start getting away from that. You got to start looking for the good things when you look in the mirror. All right? If 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 you're someone who that maybe today you are you know, you got the right figure and and you know, you've got the young looks and everything else like that, you know, that stuff's going to fade. That stuff's going to is going to fade and and trust me, it fades pretty pretty quickly. And you can't let that determine your own self-worth. A big one is other people. Don't compare yourself to other people. And I used to, I know this was a struggling point for me, is that especially when I was in the military, I'd look at somebody else and i go, man, I just want to, I want to be just like them. And then if I couldn't reach that, couldn't, couldn't, quite, uh, couldn't quite get to where they were, or worse, I let them determine who I was. That was always a downer for me. I mean, if, if there was somebody that I really had a lot of respect for, someone else, a real young airman, one of, the, one of the staff sergeants on my emergency services team, I thought, man, I thought he walked on water. I thought he was absolutely everything. And I used to look for praise from that staff sergeant. And man, I got to tell you, the one day that I didn't meet his standards. Actually, the day I figured out that he didn't really care was huge. I mean, it really set me back. You got to you got to stick in your own lane. You got to figure out who you are, set your compass and figure out who who you are. Another one is is money, comparing yourself with others or how much money you've got in the bank. Hey, Man, if you've got the in this day and age, if you've got lights on, you've got your rent or mortgage paid for, your car operates, and you've got a little bit of money in the bank, that's a pretty big accomplishment. But don't let that still don't let how much is there or not there 
determine what your self-worth is. And then another, then probably the last one I'm going to talk about is, is how you feel about things that have been in your past, things that you've done. Those should never be, and I talked about this in, in the most recent podcast, those should not be weights that are added onto your emotional weight belt that, that make up who you are. Now let's talk about some, some ways to, to gather some self-worth back and, and beat that burnout. Number one is you have to find time to do things that you love. Guys, this is why I dive. Diving is that thing that takes me away. When I'm underwater, I can't think about how much I owe on a bill. Right now, I've got, you know, I've got a $2,500 vet bill that's out there in front of me. Actually, my daughter has a $2,500 vet bill, $2,500 vet bill that I'm working with on her, and it's it's really dragging her down, and it's it's something could could potentially drag me down. But I know that when I'm underwater, I can't think about that bill because I can't do anything about it. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. When I was going through relationship issues, what, when I'm underwater, there's nothing I could do about it. So I don't think about it. You've got to find some time to recharge. Some days it might be diving. Some days it might be taking a walk or a hike. It might be paddle boarding. Whatever it is, you have to find time to do what you love. You have, and the thing is, you have to give yourself permission to do it. Because I know already that just saying, hey, when you get off work, you should go take about an hour and a half, two hours, and go do a dive. You're already feeling shame. You're already feeling a guilt. You're already feeling that, oh, man, but you know, what if I'm not there for my spouse or significant other, right? Here's the thing. Your spouse or significant other would rather have 20 minutes of valued time when you are totally on board and paying attention to what's going on versus having you for an hour and you're checked out. They want 20 minutes of all of you. They don't want that hour where you're just completely checked out. So you have to give yourself permission. You have to go out and invest in yourself and you have to do it without shame. It's not something that's selfish. But you got you know you you got to you got to find your crowd to run with. You got to find something that that takes you away from walking through that door and bringing all those stresses. It's hard to be you know as a dad, or, and even as a mom. But but as a dad, it's hard to come in and, and be that person who immediately starts solving issues and fixing leaks and being a, a human jungle gym and worrying about bills and things like that. It's hard to be invested in all of that when you just walked in from the hell that you went through at work. So you've got to have that decompression time. It doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but find schedule time after work, go to the gym, go do a dive, go paddleboard, whatever it is, find time to reinvest in yourself. The other one is that as you're doing that, you've got to get back into journaling. We talk about journaling a lot with our with our divers. And it's not just logging dives, but it's also how did you feel? What did you think about? What are your reactions? And a lot of times you can, you know, in the whole concept of be here now, by by being on that dive, it gives you a chance to completely decompress, open up your brain so you can go solve problems. That's why I love Friday nights when when we're doing 
just just a dive and uh, in, uh, in the indoor pool you know some Friday nights we, we do the ultimate dive challenge other Friday nights it's just hey show up and just dive this last Sunday I had an opportunity for that had a couple of students worked with them in the shallow end got to the deep end got them squared away and then when their dive time was over I just stayed and hung out in the pool in fact I did some crazy stuff I, I took off my BCD I put my legs through the arm straps of the BCD. I took my fins off my feet, put them on my hands, and then I turned my mask upside down, <laughs> just goofing around. But that was good time. I wasn't doing anything serious. I wasn't. I wasn't like reinventing the way Neptune does stuff. I wasn't trying to figure out how to best support the things that my daughter is going through or friends that are going through. It wasn't time to think about multiple texts and things like that that I get in Neptune. It was my time for me. I, for for 30 minutes, I didn't have to be there for anyone except for me. It's kind of like when you wind up in a out-of-air situation, right? Or your buddy winds up in an out-of-air situation. You make sure that your regulator is in your mouth first, and then you take care of your buddy. Because you can't help anybody if you're out of air. So you have to take care of your reg first, and then provide air for your buddy. You have to start finding ways for more movement, get more sleep, do more journaling, and just time for decompression. If you find yourself that you're in situations where you say, I can't win, I'm done. You need to redefine what I'm done means. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're done done like you're not going to do that activity anymore it just means that I need time to take care of myself stop trying to create a metric and stop trying to do the calculations of your own self-worth because you are worth you're worth more than what you realize Amy Morton has a great quote that says when you know who you are and you're pleased with the person you've become, you'll experience a sense of peace through life's inevitable ups and downs. So just some things to think about. And I'm already getting a couple of text messages that are telling me that I'm worth something. So be good to yourself. Find time for you. All right, that's all I've got for this episode. Go be good to yourself. That's what really matters. Because if you're not good to yourself, you can't be good for anybody else. Even if that means stopping in your car in the driveway, taking five minutes to decompress before you walk in. But find time for you. All right, that's all I've got. Hope you guys have a great weekend. It's getting warmer. Let's go dive. Remember, as long as you've got air... You're all right, and I'm out.